bueno, pues. Assad. He's the host of uh, the podcast. We're friends now. WFN available on Spotify and we're on iTunes. We're on MySpace. We're on Google Play. We're on we're Google Play. No, on, we're on. What are we on? Uh, uh, YouTube. We got a YouTube. We're filming it. We're trying to see how that goes. They're on the dark web. Dark web. Yeah. We're, yeah. Are you doing full videos of the whole podcast or just clips? So I've just started releasing um, full videos. Um, and I'm on, uh, yeah, iTunes and I don't get those other like Podbean. Well, so, so Pod, Podbean is, so Podbean is where you can plug your RSS feed into that, where it distributes it, distributes Uh, it to all of those other platforms. So like we have a Podbean, but then, but there's Miami and, uh, the other ones are all the other cities that Coke ends up finding its way to. Ah, okay. So I need to get on Podbean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, and then, like, uh, you know, the, the In the Gutter guys, they have, like, a, they use, like, a website to do it. Oh, right. Yeah, so, like, there's tons of different ways you can put it on there. Well, he's the host of that. It's me. We're friends. We're friends now. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. yeah. I had to start doing a podcast because of, um, you know, this whole bullshit with COVID. Yeah, because you were, we so we were doing open mics you know, every night, and you were hitting all the open mics, dude. You I were see, a productive stand-up comic. I would see both. I would see both of you at like all the rooms: the good rooms, the scary rooms, <laughs> um, the boring rooms, the sleepy rooms. Most of which all happen on the same night. The, the safe rooms, the woke rooms, the dangerous rooms, <laughs> right, dude? <laughs> the edgy rooms. Yeah, I don't. I, the only edgy, I don't really even remember. Like the Middle East was the only edgy room. And yeah. and Tane, uh, the the gutter, uh, open mic and Hecklefest was. Uh, I missed out on those. Per, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. For some well, reason, I wouldn't say you missed out. I missed out on those for some reason. I wanted to be in bed before two a.m. every night. Right. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a change, it's a shift, but whatever, it is what it is. Everyone's saying comedy's dead. I don't think it's dead. I think it's just I don't I think it's just taking a nap. It's on hold, man. Yeah. yeah. It'll and, it'll be back as soon as all this bullshit clears up. Oh yeah. And I like your podcast. It's going Thank well you. so far. Yeah, I yeah, had yeah. fun on it. Uh, I was on it. What's your podcast weekend. about? So, it's about my my whole thing is like I'm not good at making friends, especially in my 30s. Like I just don't know how to do it anymore, and it's kind of an excuse to make friends. Um yeah, I, you know, when I was a kid. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you want to keep, if you want to do a little improv, I got <laughs> Go ahead, you. Hit me with it. When I was a, this is a little more upbeat. When I was a kid, my mom said, "Hey, Nick." She said it in a harsher Boston accent. Hey, said, "Hey, Nicholas, sweetheart, you want to be a stand-up comedian? Get off your little ass." <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know. It's about uh, it, it, it's. It, I get Fuck, socially yeah. awkward. Yeah, you know, because like I, I don't know other. I I get into my own head. So this is kind of a welcome to kind of my own the inside of my own head, and it's evolving. I think the thing with podcasts too is like you want to be different. You want to have like a theme. Like I heard this oh. fucking one podcast. Yeah, where it was like um, your high school picture, like your high school prom picture, and they talked about high school. So like the more specific they say, the more specific it can be. Uh, the better it is. Yeah. And I'm still just trying to figure out, like, just shit around friendship. Right, right. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, because yeah, ours is, if you haven't already picked up on this, is uh, no structure, no <laughs> rules, and me trying not to make Andrew hate me with here's, all my there, sound There drugs. are several rules, okay? <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Don't say the N-word. Don't say the R-word. Yeah. Um, no, you can say retard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hard R. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that like uh, that. But see, here's the thing: that works better than what I'm doing. Not to say that what I'm doing is bad, but what I what I noticed was, and I and on your episode, I felt this. I was so excited to have Andrew on, and we're releasing that soon. By the way, I just cool. I'm gonna definitely that. listen to it. Yeah, I would love to have you on as well. Absolutely. Um, I was so excited, and I wanted to be so um, fucking succinct, and uh, it, 
and that you get in your own head and you start to put you know filters and boundaries on things where it's like dude just fucking talk yeah I kind of left that episode enjoying the, it was it's gonna be a good episode we're gonna release it but I kind of left it being like man I, I felt kind of rigid I felt like I was in my own head so just figuring it out the same way I'm figuring stand up comedy out it's like the first couple of years I just had to like I'm in my second year of stand up and it's like that's not even a that's not even an adult like I'm figuring out what fucking Still shapes brand, yeah, right. and sounds and textures are. It. Like it's I'm a fucking infant. I when was your what what, uh, what month of the, of what year did you start? So like a lot of people, I don't think I don't think people like to admit this, but like I started when I was 28, and I did a couple open mics and I did a class at the Improv Boston, which is kind of like a very pretend like playing house. Like, mm. oh, this is what comedy's like. Fantastic. Yeah. Was, it, wait, wait, was this an up. improv class or a stand-up class? It was class? a stand-up class. Um, and it was, I have to say, if, if you have your shit together and you're ready to do stand-up, this is a good a good way to, and you have like 200-something bucks to burn, like, it's a good way to just get up every Thursday or whenever, whenever the class is for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Right. Um, so I did that, and then I went to the Middle East like a handful of times, and then I kind of just stopped doing it, and I just kept making excuses yeah. Um, and then I was, uh, and then I turned 30 and I'm like, man, I need to, I don't know what the moment was. I'm trying to remember what it was. I have it written down somewhere, but I was just like, this has to happen now. I just need to keep going. And it has to be like, it has to be very uncomfortable. Like if it's, if it's not uncomfortable, I'm not doing it right. Oh yeah. yeah so right. I'm like the more, the more uncomfortable I can be, the better, the, the more I know I'm putting into it. And the more I go up, the, the, the better it's going to get. Okay, so definitely 30 years old is probably when I started 32 now. Cool. Okay. So, so uh, if you would have uh, kept going, it would have been four years, technically. Yeah, but like, yeah, I I think when you really commit to something, you know. Yeah, oh for sure. You know, you're like okay, uh, my thirty first, years old. I can tell you yeah. the exact mic, the exact set. Right. Yeah. My my first uh, three months, I'd say, I only went once a week to uh, the comedy studio. Yeah. And that's all. And then fine. And then something like you said, like. Because I I'm, I started at 27 and was like, uh, you know, I'm not going to – you got it. Because I just – I started listening to podcasts too. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things I kept hearing for uh, – like I, that I took as advice is go up as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And then I started asking questions. Where are these open mics? I didn't know you could go to a bar for an open mic. Yeah, and, and I didn't then, know you could go to a bar at Yeah, all. and then once I, I figured that out – I was in my house. Yeah. I didn't know you Yeah, could. I thought this comedy studio was the only place. Yeah. And uh, once I figured out there was Monday through Friday, I started going out every night. And the thing about the comedy studio, too, I thought it was in the only place. And then I got there and they started making us like, did they make you guys wear those robes and use the passwords and all that shit? Yeah. So I was doing that anyways as a kid. Uh, Yeah. So I kind of walked in there and I was like, oh, dad, (laughs) it was great. Oh, uncle. See, I'm not Catholic, so I wasn't wasn't, uh, molested. Oh, well. Okay. We don't call it, we don't call yeah. it molested, first of all. Humble brag. We call it confession. The thing is, I think the middle ground between what you're talking about, it's hilarious. A, being in your head, putting restrictions on, and then the other thing, <laughs> learning my shapes and colors, is like sometimes with our podcast, since there's no there's none of the restrictions you're talking about, but the, the the other extreme is that I'm listening to it to edit, like in the car on the way home from work or whatever, and I hear something and I go, Oh, really, dude? That I said. Out loud, oh, yeah. in the car. Oh, you thought that would be good to say. Cool, man. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. So, I make fun of my accent because I grew up with a mom who's from fucking North fucking Cambridge. And to anyone that knows, like, Boston back in, like, the, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, like, Cambridge was not a pleasant place to be yeah. over by Elwife. Like, it yeah. was a bad fucking place to be. And so I grew up with a mom and a stepdad who had really, really thick Boston accents. And I had a Boston accent probably up until high school. And I moved oh, you to this. And then you yeah. took classes, oh, speech classes on how to get moved, rid of it. I moved to Andover. I didn't get. I didn't go to Phillips Andover, which Andover. is like Andover. You'll know. Is Andover like also? You guys are. Yeah. I, so Andover is like. Andover is like. Uh, it's just a. It's a, It's an affluent town. It's like a really nice affluent town. Um, you know, it's it's uh, north of Boston. Um, President Bush. Uh, Probably not very affluent. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. Well, <laughs> Jufros count. So yeah, I would say it's, it's, there's a lot of lachaim uh, going on up there. No, it was cool. It. it, it Exactly. 
that that soundbite exactly. It was very explosive uh, in the early 2000s. No, I loved it. I had a good childhood. My, my again, my parents when we moved, um, when we moved to Andover, it was a preppier. It's the preppy side of town. Yeah. And I was like going into school you being can like, say it was I be, like, I wanted to be Michael Jordan. I had my ears pierced. Oh, I, I was, yeah, dude, Did I was fresh prince. Yep. I played basketball. I played, um, <laughs> but then see, I took a hard left and what, and got really waspy and played it. men's volleyball oh, and yeah. went to, went to school to play Started men's volleyball. Wearing- Fucking, what do they wear? No knee pads, but I did have to wear ankle braces. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's when I started to, like, curb my accent. But I'll listen to myself, and I'll be like, you know, I'll have hard R's. And I'm like, you sound like a fucking loser. You You said hard R's? I say, yeah, all the time. (laughs) But so is that, so in New England is the further up the socioeconomic status you get the the less the accent is? So it depends on where you're at. It depends on where you're at. South Shore is a South Shore, and they'll always have a Boston accent, no matter how affluent they are. House Neckas yeah. have thick accents, dude. Where? How's? Oh yeah, dude. Here? Fucking House Neck, dude. Come on. Yeah. I have to go to the fucking packy uh, to get you a fucking twelve pack. I almost pissed my pants. <laughs> But when you go north of the city, oh, yeah. you'll get north. a little bit more more of it. It's more Italian. It's a okay. little bit more a little like a little uh, shorter, not as drawn out. Yeah, the the North Shore is there is a different. I used to be able to do it. I I would remember a little bit more. There's a little bit they 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 halt it like when they're about to say something and it has a Boston accent. It's a little quicker. So you don't pick up like on that it as quickly. Kennedy, that Kennedy yeah, sound. yeah, yeah, yeah. The closer to Maine you get, the more it's the more it's like that. But yeah, the drawn out one is here, dude. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Weymouth, going to fucking Squires. <laughs> I grew up. I mean, I, I was I was lucky because I grew up. I grew up with parents who were blue co- who were working class. Like my mom was a hairdresser. My, hairdresser. Yeah, my stepdad was. Um, uh, he was in the automotive industry. Was he in uh, the union? He was. <laughs> He didn't belong. He would always say to me, "He's like, don't be a part of any fucking organization that makes you like everyone else. Don't always be volunteer. different. Yeah. Always be different. <laughs> what color jacket do you want? Uh, just like a blue. All right, yellow. yellow yeah. was- <laughs> so that's what I dealt. That's what I dealt with. That it was like a very. Um, it was fun. There was definitely some weird, like crazy stuff. You know, when you when you have divorced parents and they got weird families. Yeah. Not weird. They're pretty normal when I see everyone else and hear everyone else's stories. But like, yeah, there was just like this. My stepdad's side of the family was Sicilian. They were all fucking lunatics. And one thing, everything would be fine. And then all of a sudden someone would explode over something <laughs> just out of nowhere. And you're like, you know, you're, you're like heads moving and it's back. All, it's you're like Christmas. shocked. You're like, dad, it's Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. And then the well, uncle is I told that. your it mother. Else. It was everyone else. It wasn't my, it wasn't my, so my parents, the thing and I talked to my, my fiance about this is she's so in tune. She taught me how to like understand what emotions are. I know that sounds crazy, but like, you ever find yourself just fucking pissed off about something? Yeah, my yeah. wife's always it's trying to this, tell me what emotions It's because of this person in front of me, but it's like, no, you're upset because of something else. If you just yeah. dig one inch deeper, you're like, yeah, I did forget to um, take the dog out or something. You know, some bullshit. And it ruined my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so she taught me how to be like, you just didn't grow up seeing conflicts get resolved. Like, my parents didn't resolve things. They oh just they would do it <laughs> behind the scenes. So we'd hear an argument. And then no one spoke for three days. Yeah, yeah. But mom's then, just. But then we had a dog. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you you hear the argument. Mom's aggressively stirring the dinner for the next three days, not exactly. speaking to anyone. Exactly, dude. That's how it would be, man. My mom would fuck. My dad would come home, and if there was like an issue, my 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 mom would just be stirring the shit out of the sauce. Yeah. So okay. some of, some of the things too that I struggle with, like my podcast is about. When you are growing up, the things that you would talk about with your friends, and then as you get older, the things that you would talk about with your friends. So jerking similar, off and jerking off. A lot of that. Yep. There's definitely a lot of that. Um, house rules. Like what? What were the rules of the house? Yeah. That's that was a big one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I got. I, I try not to be overly critical of shit, especially about like comedy and like podcasting when it's this early on. Sure. Yeah. I, that's something too. I, I I think we probably hold ourselves back more than anyone else because we're oh I wonder what they think of it and uh, there may be some element that's people are annoyed by. 
Yeah, I'm sure people are annoyed by the fact that I interrupt constantly. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it makes us feel at home. This is what we've been describing. Yeah, yeah I think people get people. There's such a snowflake, such a snowflake culture, but such a snowflake culture. Even in just a fucking conversation, even in something as small as having a conversation where you're like, "Yeah, right, you're full of shit," you can see people be like. Oh my god, is he like verbally attacking me? Right. Should I put him on notice? And that's not I try not that's to generation. If any, yes. I, I try sure. not to uh, uh, converse with people that would behave that way. Oh, that's why you stopped talking to me for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Okay>. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But dude, Nick, so you Dude, I don't need Yeah, I sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say I don't even think I've had anyone like that at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. Well, I was saying this to my girlfriend the other day, or my uh, fiance. No, actually, it was my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> what a what a Seinfeld bit. Um, if you, do you have a thing for hacky jokes? Can you hit like? But, uh, but you get- <laughs> I'm downloading all of this software at the end so we can do our music. I was saying to her, I was like, you know, um, she said something completely different, and I misread what she said, and I brought my. I do this a lot, and I'll just hear my own thing that I that I think is interesting. Yeah. But I said to her, I was just like, you know, people think that yes, the nation is divided, not to get political, but like because it, it's so uninteresting. But like, it's not. You know, real people are kind of like, yeah, this sucks. I'm just gonna treat everyone else better. Yeah. That's literally what goes on in my head. I'm like, yes, this whole all of this sucks. The way the, the way that. Um, the system is rigged against certain, you know, races and ethnic. Fucked. I'm not going to solve it. All I can just do is be like, give like, funny to people. Like I still got to go to work laugh. tomorrow. Yeah. Right. It's a hundred percent the internet. We, I was having this exact yes. conversation. If you go outside to the park, uh, there's a park across the street from my house. If you go outside and literally shoulder check someone, it's going to resolve way better than anything on the internet yeah. for the past six months has ever resolved. And I mean, the, like you're saying, it's the real issues, but the majority of people having human interactions are having civil human interactions. Yeah. That's what most of life is. I think also happens. most people in public or at work or uh, in a neighborhood, most people try not to talk about politics, like face to face. Yeah. Like for the most part, people are, because I was raised to not talk about politics. Yeah. But in today's world... Because of social media, obviously, people put their politics out everywhere. Also, I don't remember growing up with this many political signs in people's front yards. And that's both sides. I feel like it's. I'm very against the signs and not either side, but because it's just litter. Yeah. Like, that's all going to end up... That's just lit. That's... That's plastic that's going to do nothing for the environment. That's no, sure. you don't understand this, and they're changing people's minds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that, did you, I don't know if you saw, but... And yeah, this I was confused driving down here yeah. about who I was going to vote I saw for. This. I saw about 12 exactly. Biden signs, so I <laughs> right. guess. Well, and yeah, and then, and then did you see the other 12 Trump signs? Did those make you change your mind? I was mind? actually really disappointed that I didn't see any down here. So there's I thought a, there would be if a you drive, If you drive a little deeper down the neck, yeah. Jed, yeah. you'll find the Trump as... Yeah, um, but anyways, yeah. I find it ridiculous to even put signs in your yard. Why it's, do we got to tell everyone No one. I feel like no one can. I think it's because of... You like, want to be part of the club. When you guys were young, do you remember signs? Were there signs when you guys were young? Yes, we knew how to read, Mason. We no, have but different lines. Were there political <laughs> signs? Uh, I don't recall. Yeah, dude, I remember the political signs, but they I don't were there for seeing local any political. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Okay, see, I remember seeing signs for local treasurer, November, like the yeah. mayor, yeah. Uh, stuff yeah. like that. But when I was growing up in Arkansas, I never saw presidential signs. Do you think it's because everyone in Arkansas agrees yeah. on who they're voting for? Yeah, I don't that, think you're going to see too many Biden, uh, yeah, Obama yeah. Biden signs. Yeah, right. like, God damn it, these well, Obama like, Biden signs. The early, the, supporters yeah. in the, see, the earliest uh, rele- election, re-election, the earliest election I remember is uh, the first George Bush one. Uh, yeah. The uh, GW, wait, which one's the one that started a war? Oh, uh, W George W. Yeah, George W. Yeah. Al Gore. Yeah, uh, no, he was no. Him and Al oh Gore. yeah, that one, that yeah. one. Yeah. That's the earliest one I remember, and I don't remember seeing signs anywhere. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think everyone, unless they're putting something out there that's interesting, stop posting shit. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing. I said this the other day to someone, or not the other day, a couple months back to to a friend of mine. I go, it'd be fucking great if everything just stopped for five years. If they just stop making new music, if they stop producing cars, if we turn into Cuba 
for five years. <laughs> Do you know how much more interesting we would be on that sixth year after not putting this shit out? But like, could you? Could you? The president. The presidency would just be fucking. But here's the thing: like people get so fucking tied up about the president. It's like, look, I. I empathize. I, I I feel for gay for gay people who aren't able to get married, or for women who can't get abortions in cer- certain states. Those people have legitimate right. Those people have a legitimate case. Everyone else needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it now? It's a nationwide thing, though, right? Everyone can get married now, right? Yeah, but Isn't I think the way thing? that it's going is that like you know you got Pence and you got these people are so fucking corrupt on both sides. Yeah. But when they start to bring religion into it and they oh, start yeah. to bring the religious beliefs, that's when it's like, oh, I fucking hate that. That's shit. uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like those people, like just tying tying this this rant back to that that girl, that woman, they whom, <laughs> whose. <laughs> Plus, minus, lightning symbol, whatever she identifies. Yeah, yeah, whatever she, fucking fire hydrant, whatever she identifies as, you know, if she's uncomfortable, she can leave, whatever. It's those people that like to stay. Those people Uh, that dig in and they just fucking, and I've been to a couple rooms like where where I'm trying to like work something out and they're just like fucking looking at, like, I don't give a fuck. I love going to 730. (laughs) I love going to 730. Rob Crean is fucking outstanding. He has, um, He's just a nice guy. Like he's just a nice. Super you can nice tell guy. he's a nice guy, and he's for comedy. Yeah. Um, oh it, yeah. Yep, yep. But it gets a little touchy yeah. when you try to work something out, and I'm like, we're in a fucking banquet room in a bar in Central Square. There's a fucking the Green Lantern tab, whatever the yeah. fuck it is, is down the street. They, there's heroin needles on the ground. Yeah. Like, right. We're, we're not, you know. And that one especially is hard because you get a whole. You get them two feet in front of you, and then a whole left to right, a hundred feet of people, because it's yeah. a wide, shallow room. Yeah, an inch and deep and a mile wide. Everyone's face, yeah, looking up at you, going, yeah, and it's that. I don't know why people started doing comedy if they're just going to be offended by it at an open mic. That's the fucking problem. What are you I was doing? Talking to what are we doing about here? Because we're friends now. Um, <laughs> hey, and <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Yeah, uh, it's too." He didn't say this specifically, but this is kind of what it was wrapped in. It was like, it's too easy for people to just... Everyone's doing comedy now. Sure. So you have people that have very weak sensibilities and very weak, like a weak mental construct. They can't get... They've never been shit on before. Or maybe they've all all they've had is, is, is unhealthy, like people shitting on them. So you get all this at an open mic, but it's like, chill the fuck out. Yeah. This is not the moth. It's a hundred percent, and it's like never been shit on, but also just never like had an argument criticized. There's been times where I've been like, I go on these these tangents in my mind, comedy related sometimes, sometimes not, and I'm like, oh, this is some genius shit, yeah. Dude. And then I'll type it all up in a document, send it to, to the guys at school, my my buddies from college and stuff, and be like, I was thinking about this and this and this idea, and they'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And poke holes in it from top to bottom. But I just I had just spent five days. On this thought that was airtight in my mind. And that's what's happening when people are, you know, at our level and whatever are going up and trying to do comedy is no one's trying to poke holes in their thing because yeah. it's mean. And then your shit is bad. No one wants to say to anyone else, hey, I think I know a way you can make that better. Yeah. And then or, you got the people who feel like they should say something to everybody mm-hmm. when they themselves oh. are not good. <laughs> All right, say my name. I, you know, the reason I was kind of attracted to you guys just in like a like a comedy aura, because it's like mosquitoes, right, where you get attracted <laughs> to those funny people where you're like, this person thinks the way that I do. They kind of have that little bit of um, don't give a fuck mentality. Yeah, right, not, right. not huge. I don't like those people that are like, that, that humor just yeah. doesn't do it for me. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm molesting my own mother. It's like, that's yeah, just not yeah. funny to me. It's yeah. not funny. But like kind of that dark sense of humor. But then it's just those people that are like, um, Did, come and take my class or come and do this. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, fucking I hope it works out that. for you, but I can't. Yeah, dude. I can't. There, you can't be, you can't. Uh, uh, so another thing, just referencing back to that, that episode was just like, he's like, you know, there's too many workshops. There's too you have to fucking go out and, and do this that's shit. It. And, and it has to... That's you have to how hit mics. Out. You yeah. have to go to an open mic, at least, in my opinion, at least Monday through Thursday. Yeah. 
That's why I liked going to the Middle East. The Middle East, and for those people that haven't gone to the Middle East before, it's a historic landmark in Central Square. It's also historically a shithole. Yeah. Um, Quite literally. Yeah. And it looks like Beirut. Like it is. uh, I've never done comedy there, but I've been to a ton of shows. I've been to. I've snorted uh, research chemicals off the toilet in that basement (laughs) at a rave before. Yeah, well, and, for, and, 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 and let's be clear, Beirut, Beirut is ten times better than the, mid, than the Middle East restaurant. Let me just backtrack on that. But I'm glad you said that because we have several listeners. Doses and mimosas, champagne and cocaine. It's that vibe. And I thought so that was the Beirut national anthem. You Sorry. go, you go, but you go into those. So I would go into those bars and the, uh, into that spot. And the first two or three times I was in there, I was with my buddy Bo, uh, best friend Bo. Bo. Yeah, shout out to best friend and Bo. Arrow. And he was like, what the fuck is this place? This fucking host is off the hinge. Like, there's 15... Everyone in here is a comic. Yeah. Everyone in here is a comic. No (laughs) one's laughing at shit. And I was like, well, you know, whatever. I'll come back. So I used to... And then I would go back after my spot at 7.30 and there would be like four people there. It would be like Chris Kim back, like two other people. He's He's outstanding. And... I know all of his jokes pretty much and I still think he's hilarious. He's one of the only comedians that I actually remember the jokes. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, because he has the setup punchline style. Yeah, very, very... But they're good too. Classic, old school kind of way. I love that kind of comedy. I just can't do it. But I would go there. My goal would be, I would say to myself, because I'd go into a lot of these with like, let me just go up and memorize all this shit that I, and then I, and then one night I kind of broke down and I was just like, I'm not going to, I like put my phone down and I'm like, I'm just having a shitty week. So we're just going to try to get familiar with each other here. Like, and it kind of pushed me through that. Like next time I go to a shitty room, I'm going to try and get one person. I'm going to try and get that one person laugh. I'm going to try one joke. That is not is outside of my routine, which is pretty clean, fairly clean, but like you know, might not be take a risk. used anywhere else. Take a risk. You had one of the best. It wasn't even a joke. We we're at the Middle East, and people were like, you know, falling and nodding off from like either grape leaves or heroin, probably. Both. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you were like, "Do you like me?" <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of reset the room, but like. Things like that. You just pick that shit up. So I don't know, right. man. It's fun. I could talk about stand up all night, but like it's just one of those things where it's fun, it's fucking scary, and it's one of those things where if you just you just have to you can't be half in, half out. Like mentally, you have to be You said your first time was at the Middle East. Is that what Yeah. Yeah. It was a different show. I think Rob was hosting that show. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah I because then he gave him. it to the that Josh Day guy, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's I like him. I mean, I, I've never I, met I don't him. have an issue with him. He's he's um, tall guy with the like long hair. Yeah, he's always been very kind to me. I he I did his his room up in New Hampshire once, uh, Stone Church. He's always been a great guy. I've never done comedy in New Hampshire. Uh, me just the one time, but I hear no. that's a got a cool scene. As a matter of fact, Portland uh, had that. Uh, Portland had like a, a show show. Like they had like a yeah, uh, I don't know if it's brewery, a com- I, I don't know if it's a, yeah I don't know if it's a comedy club. It's Portland in Maine. Maine? Yeah. yeah, Portland's awesome. How do you get to these gigs? You drive? Drive, yeah. 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 Oh wait, so I'm turning so, this into so my podcast. So how do you? Uh, <laughs> so you don't drive? You don't have a car? I don't have a car because well, I, I, I live. Well, carpool. Let me know. Uh, uh, you know, next week when uh, the when shows are the pandemic yeah. is. Um, yeah, because I'm sure we're also all on the top of the people's list to be booked for sure. As soon as right it comes away, back, they're gonna be like, "Oh, um, yeah, yeah." I remember those kids. If there's a fucking strategy to everything. I'm having everyone that I can get on my podcast. Oh I'm yeah, to put time and effort into kind of making it a little bit more of a unique experience and like have. Have, have you gotten to do in. any stand up uh, since uh, yeah, since I quarantine? To, I went to Tony Capabianco's house uh, and did his backyard. Um, Backyard open mic, which was a really cool setup, and I know like comedy purists will say that it is not the way to do comedy. I mean, but, it's like, all look, we had. Look, it's a microphone and people that are sitting there listening, and and whether or not you think that's pure comedy or not, it, it is what it is. If people are laughing, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, I it's mean, I, than I, me I shouting at the I did. Kids, I did no. it uh, in July. I did a backyard show. I rented a porta potty. I sold beer and liquor. I saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. And I had great fucking... I had a great line. Will Noonan was here. Yeah, I chased... Jonathan Tilson. Fun yeah. time, yeah. Uh, you know. Jonathan Tilson is like one of those guys that I, I've been watching since I started. And I was he's like, great. He's got that thing. Yeah, oh yeah, Whatever he's great. Whatever that thing is, he, he's got it. Uh, uh, and a couple sexy. other people too. He's got that thing. Yeah, what is it? Hit it up against the side of his knee when he's walking? So yeah, oh yeah. That's what he's got. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a pigeon toe and it's fantastic. <laughs> Um, Jonathan Tilson, baby. Oh, this is like a sexy thing. <laughs> I love your, I love your slightly off uh, sound bites. I know, I know. It's, it's always, always like, like one like... thing off where it's like I kind of get it, but it's okay. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Yeah, yeah, you gotta like hang about ten seconds. <laughs> Nick, you just you just finished. Tell me about this. You just finished doing a photo shoot today. Uh-oh. I did. Yeah. I want to hear yeah. about this because you you are affianced. Little little Netflix project I'm working on. Um, <laughs> affianced is that where you don't remember anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> affianced. It's that's a, exactly it's a, yeah. It's a French liqueur. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you rub on your balls. Um, affianced bone. I I am with the love of my life, my paramour. That's the word I'm going to start using because I was like, oh, fiance, fiance. You you. Uh, it sounds weird. Yeah, yeah right? fiance sounds. Fiance. I don't like. I always it. liked saying it. I didn't mind it. Really? Yeah. If I had your accent, my fiance. Did See? it make you feel important? Like, did it make you? No, but it makes people go, uh, oh, it's not just a girlfriend. Yeah, I reckon. But it but also makes people say like, "Ooh, not wife yet." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also not there like, yet. Yeah, yeah, still a window for you to bitch out. Yeah, like, you're not there yet. Yeah. Um. No. So we had a um a photo shoot uh for it's an engagement shoot I guess. Mm-hmm. So you can about. so just you can call them engagement photos. Engagement photos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just heard literally every single part. Of, so we stood outside and a camera was pointed at our face. Yeah. And it was uh, engagement photos. <laughs> and do you, dude? I hate getting photos taken for one reason yeah i know when i look good in a photo i can tell between when i look good and when i look bad but i don't know how to look good so i see a photo every once in a while where i'm like oh yeah fucking i look good in this and i like that photo Mm -hmm. and then i try to recreate that yeah in a photo and I can never do it yeah. and then and you're like fucking, why am I making that face and then I get angry like <laughs> I'm such a moron I get angry because I'm thinking I'm standing there smiling waiting for the photographer to be like okay so raise your left eyebrow a little bit and kind of kind of and I'm like, tell me what to do so yeah, I can fucking right. look what good. you need to do is you need to so professionals will be able to will do that Apparently not, because yeah. they never have. Well, what you need to do is just remember the feeling. So you remember the feeling of that photo. Like if someone takes a photo of you at a bar or wherever, fucking hospital. Yeah, just remember, um, I was shit-faced. Take a, <laughs> but take a look at it and go like, oh, okay, that's a good photo. Okay. How was I biting my my Because fa- I look like, I'll be honest with How you, a human trafficker. <laughs> that's what I think I look like in every fucking photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if Drake had diabetes that's exactly what i feel like i look like in every photo so i just say to myself like okay uh tongue to the top of the roof of the tongue to the top of your whatever because you, okay. you got like right. a let me fucking write this down go ahead yeah tongue tongue to the roof of your mouth okay. so your double chin somewhat goes away um and really squint so that you don't look like you have those oh, butthole down syndrome yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that, and that Davidson works style. okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that, and that, you know, and it works. But I don't know, man. It was fine. It was one of those things, too, where, like, I'm a fucking hack, you know, hack mindset where I was like, maybe I could squeeze, squeeze out Duggan. a, a headshot, a head uh, you know, while I was doing it. It was not, the, it was not appropriate. Mm-hmm. I made one inappropriate because my fiance is great. She teaches me how to land the plane. Have you heard this before? No. Land the plane means get to the fucking point, be succinct, (laughs) and stop trying to pitch your bits to the waitress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get (laughs) through it. (laughs) She'll go land the plane. How long have you... So you want to tell us about the proposal? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, we've, we've both already told our stories, but I love hearing other other people's proposals. Yeah, so the stories. proposal dates back a little bit longer than, than the actual date. So my stepdad, um, who uh, he's no longer with us, he was a great guy. Um, had a lot of had a lot of crazy things happen in his life. So he, he's very very interesting. I'm going to probably do an episode of the podcast just about him solo, just you. No, with, just his, me. with his ghost. Just yeah. me. I'm going to get just a Ouija me. board and, <laughs> and, and call and, him uh, up. And a, and a medium. Um, and so he, he uh, won money on a scratch ticket. He was a big gambler. Loved to gamble. Won a lot of money on a scratch ticket. Enough where you would say, like, not enough to stop working, but, but like that's not nice. to buy a gas station, which he did. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. Do you remember how much he won? <laughs> it was like two and a half million dollars. But oh, it wasn't just that yeah, one. Dude. Like he had to get. He was a gambler. So once he did that, that kind of clicked the switch for him to continue to keep to kind working. Of and well, to keep working, but to also keep keep getting scratch tickets. Oh, so, he kept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah, so. Long story short, uh, we wow. would always joke about scratch tickets because that was like, oh, you want us, you hit on a scratch ticket. That's yeah. just always going to come up in the conversation. So. Were you a kid when that happened? No, no, no. I was probably like twenty three. Oh, so you were already out of the house. I was still living with my parents. Um, I feel like I should just start at the beginning. I feel like I could just start at the beginning. No, no, no. Uh, 
Uh, so yeah, I was living with my parents when he won. I was working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, which was great. And we hold for a pause. Which was great. Um, and then, so basically fast forward when my, you know, my then girlfriend, now fiance, uh, met him. Yeah. We all got scratch tickets. We sat at this Italian restaurant, actually Alba in Quincy, because uh, I was living, oh, yeah, in, I I was living in Quincy for a little bit. We we're sitting at Alba with the seafood tower. She doesn't eat seafood. That's okay. Um, <laughs> you don't eat seafood. We'll get the tower. Um, and so Check, he walked across the street to the gas station to, to another gas station and got scratch tickets. And we were sitting at the table doing scratch. Wait, tickets. you were with him? Oh, dude, that's a family outing. At Wait, you were with him no, no, when no, no, he won? No, no. no fa- fast forward. So oh, he, oh. he won. He. Basically Basically came home in the morning oh, okay. and was like, "Here, look at the scratch ticket." Blah blah blah, yada yada. Went and cashed it. Did the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. And so, wow. Couple years later, wild. Couple years later, you know, I'm dating, you know, my 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 fiance, and, and we. This was the first time that she met my family. Was at Alba in Quincy. In front of a seat with a seafood fucking tower on the table, right? And it's the first time she tried shrimp. And we he went across the street, got scratch tickets, and we <laughs> sat in the restaurant. Which again, it is it's it's not the Ritz, but it's still it's white linen tablecloths. Like it's still a real restaurant. There's a Dude, setup in front of you. Scratching fucking tickets, and I she was like, that. "I'll never forget that. That was the first time I met John, and we were and we were you know doing scratch tickets at the doing table. scratchies, kid. Yeah. Dude, baby. And if she's not having an allergic reaction to the shrimp, she's having it to the Italian and or the scratch ticket that, dust. Scra- yeah, to the it's like in her fucking doing face. fucking scratchies. <laughs> so we get the, so that was like a big thing. So when we when it came time to propose. I got a ring. The whole fucking story is just, it's so me. If you know me personally, you'll know, like, I just am in my head about everything. Got the ring, was like, oh, this will be great. It's exactly where she wanted it. Got the ring physically, because the place was in New York. Like, I I went to, um, let me get a sip of water here, because I think the COVID's kicking in. My brain isn't working. Hold on one second. Uh Uh-oh. It's not funny. I tested negative. Um... (laughs) So when I <laughs> land the plane, um, so to land the plane here, when I wanted to propose to her, I was talking to my best friend, and we were supposed to go down for a baby shower to New York City. My best friend, both of my best friends, uh, multiple best friends, live in New York City with family, all this other shit. So New York City is a place where like I love to go. I feel very comfortable. Uh, so I'm like, let me get the ring in New York City because this place called the Clear Cut is where she wants the ring from. It's this like hip, trendy, you know, girls who go get brunch. Right. Adam Sandler goes there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I reach out, you know, we set an appointment up and then COVID hits and I'd already put the deposit down. So I'm like, I'm already in on this shit. Like, let's see how this goes. Got the ring. Wasn't what I wanted. Got another ring. Was exactly what I wanted. This was like all as COVID was happening. And I'm just like, Looking through the transaction history on my credit card, being like, I need to, I need to like buckle down. I need to figure this out because this could be disastrous. Yeah. Uh, so they were very nice. So I got the ring, and I'm like, okay, how the fuck am I going to do this? We're stuck in the apartment. We live in like a small apartment in Boston, humble brag. And <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do this? It's going to be weird. So I'm like, let me wait till her birthday. This was like two months before July, May, May, June, when I was thinking about this. Her birthday's in July. Whatever. Made the reservation in July. Things were loose, a little bit looser. We could go out and like eat. And so I uh, presented her with her birthday gifts. And I'm like, before we, before your birthday, which is on Saturday, it was Friday, here are your gifts. She opens up her gifts, like all this other shit. And I'm like, oh, I got you some scratch tickets. <laughs> so I slid the scratch <laughs> tickets. <laughs> this is the worst story ever. I love it. I slid the scratch tickets across the table and I'm like, oh, do the scratch tickets. And she goes, I don't want to do fucking scratch tickets. Right now. She's like, you're about to go out to eat and you want me to do scratch tickets? It was charming when I first met you. And she's like, you're such a greaseball. Why are you doing this right now? So she's doing the first scratch ticket. So she starts doing the scratch ticket, whatever. And she's trying to read it. And she's like, what the fuck? And like, I, I put on um, Foo Fighters uh, Everlong, but the acoustic version. Oh, yeah, <laughs> to, to make it more classy. <laughs> unplugged. <laughs> it was actually it was a the great Foo song. Fighters unplugged. And so it's coming on, like blah blah blah. She's she's like, I can't read this. What does this say? And it said, "Will you marry me?" On it. 
Oh, and I got down on one knee and she was and it was like a big moment. It was actually a really nice moment. I wasn't I didn't know what to anticipate. Like, you know, someone so well, but you don't know whether or not they're going to laugh. You don't know what the body does. Like when you're surprised when it's pure surprise, like kind of high stress. I didn't know if I was going to shit my pants, like what was going to happen. Right. Um, but it was great. It turned out to be great, and I wouldn't have done it any other way, and we still have the scratch ticket, so. Oh, fuck That's yeah. Great. Is she worth roughly a gas station? Uh, do you think oh, yeah. You well, I don't suppose that full scra- service. I guess that scratch ticket didn't win. No, no, no. Uh, well, clearly no, it did. No, no. That's the point oh, of the story. Well, the one no. I gave her did. Yeah, the other ones didn't. I still think like that, too. I'm just like, what do we get on the other one? She's starting to organize the wedding party. When's yeah. the date? You're yeah. like, oh, well, let's finish these first. So <laughs> we're getting married. We're getting married next year. You guys will be there. Um, Congrats. Yeah. It'll be great. We'll, we'll broadcast live from the from the wedding. <laughs> I'll do a live high noon. Oh, can you imagine, dude? It's so fucking true. Like, So she's supportive. Yeah. I mean... Land the plane, first of all. She's yeah. so she's supportive in that way, but she's she's supportive. So I, I guess I have a great I have a great day job. Okay. Yeah, I have like a real a real day job. And you oh, and you work from that home? if you didn't yeah. it would be an issue. Um no, I think here's the thing. I think that we both grew up with different I don't want you know, I don't I don't want to get too much into her uh, I try to keep her off the off, off the, the off out the, of the fray because yeah, she's yeah, like right. a real productive like citizen and like an actual you know human being. I have to be careful <laughs> what I say. We actually both have to be careful what we say about our wives because they're both professionals. They're like higher achievers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to be considered. <laughs> I, I mean, you're doing way better than I am too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but like, she's very supportive. Her thing is this though, and this is why this is why I love her so much. It's because she is truly. Um, she does have like a very boss mentality without like, you know, those fucking girls that wear like leather pants and go to Capo for brunch. Not that fake <laughs> fucking post on Instagram. Like she's a real thinks taught me how to get out of credit card debt. Like yeah. a real fucking she's woman. She's a thinker. Yeah. A real woman. Uh, she doesn't drive or, or vote, but she's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is what which a real I'm woman is. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Good. Is she Asian? It's good, no. dude. My oh. wife. yeah. But she, so, Sorry. so, so she. <laughs> I promise I'll, I'll, well, I promise I'll stop talking after this. Um, no, keep going. But she was basically to me like, look, if you're gonna do something, don't fucking do it half fast. Basically, land the plane, like, or let the plane take off, whatever. Yeah. She was like, I don't want to fucking hear you say. Oh, you know, Andrew Mason got put up at Capo and I'm fucking sitting here with my dick in my hand. And it's like she's like, I don't want to hear any of that unless you were doing it off hours. Like if you're and and I have to say, like with the podcast, it's become a new challenge, which is which is fun, but like it really helped me kind of focus in on like this is I thought at first it was gonna be every guy does. I'm not gonna be able to do comedy because I'm gonna have a wife, or I'm not gonna be able to do comedy. You just, for some whatever reason, you get that irrational, yeah, stupid, fucking influence way of thinking. Um, and it was, it was uh, complete opposite. She had just been like makes so supportive, yeah, makes yeah, it yeah. better. Yeah. Um, and she's definitely someone too, where like, if something's not, she's she, she'll be like, this is not. You're gonna look like a fucking idiot if you yeah. say this. So you need to like, you know, cap it. Yeah. Dude. So that's yeah, fucking, it's been good. That's cool. That's I'm lucky. Really cool. I'm very lucky, and like I used to have a very negative men- outlook on things because I thought it was funny. But like recently, I've just been like, I'm 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 very lucky with uh, yeah, everything man. that's going on. Yeah, yeah, I feel but, the same. Yeah. So black lives, uh, do they matter? Well, here's uh, the thing about all, all lives. You said all or. <laughs> Um, I'm all for build the wall, build it, uh, build it high too. And tell you what, build it fucking. Here's the thing: my wife is Latina. I say build the house. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean you're half Latina, but but half doesn't you know. You're Latinx. So, yeah, I can pass. I'm, it sounds like a shitty car show. Latinx is that is is Latinx <laughs> half Latino? Latinx is like Latinx the gender neutral. Latinx is the, neutral. Uh, Latinx Please, is the yeah. um is the. Uh, Neutral version. Of That's the non-binary of, version of a right, Mexican, right? Because if you say Latino or Latina, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mexican. He goes Mexican. I'm Mexican. I wish I had. I need like a. Latinx, Latinx sounds like one of the fucking wrestlers for Degeneration. <laughs> build, but build it through the middle of my house. Coming into saying. the ring, Latin. <laughs> 
Muchas gracias a todos. Estamos, güey. So, um, Don't let him fool you. He speaks four languages. Not fluently. No, I, can I, get picked, up, I, I can picked get up. By. I picked up on a very keen. Um, not by. I didn't know you were bilingual. I know you were bilingual the first day I met you. <laughs> no, he had. He's but straight. But I did pick up on a little of uh, a little academia. A little. Hey, fear. what country is that? What? I- <laughs> Academia. All right, let's not burn material. Yeah, you're, burning, you're burning the first five you got right now. Yeah, right. I love it. What did uh, fucking what did Sham say? Unicefy. Yeah, you seem a little Unicefy, is what he said. Sham Sham is fucking uh, another person that I observe from a distance. I met him once. He, yeah. You don't remember? He is. Ho- Do you ever listen to Dude? Where's my goat? Is that his album? It's his podcast. No, no. It's got Alan Fitzgerald, Eric Monroe, and Alan uh, Fitzgerald is also funny. I, I, I so funny. Him, Dude, like he he might ago. be one of he's probably my top three favorite Boston uh, comics. He, when I heard him uh, do comedy, I was like, I need to stop. I need to disconnect from what I do during the day. Like I need to, I yeah, need right. to put my brain back in uh, somewhat of an unfiltered and kind of an original and like organic state. It's a crazy thing, dude. How much more you care than the people who are watching you care? And yeah. there will always be people that, uh, like what you were describing, when you see their face looking up at you, going, eh, yeah. doing that thing. But the difference between how they'll react when you deliver it. As if you don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. versus which you're like, oh, I'm gonna be bad here, is unreal. Yes, it's unreal because you, there's a crowd in front of you of people who not only have never seen you, have never met you, wouldn't know you from Adam, and they can somehow tell when you're being authentic. Yeah, it's wild. It's crazy. It's fucking wild, and I think that um, that's that's where like some of the backyard stuff comes in. Where I'm like, I don't really give a fuck that there's that there's no roof, there's no like. There's no the sound is not as tuned in. I'm just gonna go at anyone I see smile. Someone. I'm fucking I'm attacking them. Right. Like I'm going at putting all my energy into that into that person or into yeah. those people uh, because those laughs are contagious and that and the respect. Plus, it's just a more authentic way of doing things. Yeah, it's just a more authentic way of like saying what saying what you want to say. Even just outside of stand up, I mean, and yes. there's a, some level of you practicing the the way you're gonna be your personality on stage. Yeah. In the way, like you were talking about, stop giving a fuck when you're having conversation and poking holes in someone's argument, yeah, lovingly or or however you want to describe it. But yeah, I I, I think that that comes from people who I just I've always noticed that older people and people that have been kicked around, yeah, they have that. It's not disres- it's not a disrespectful energy, but like, is it? Sh- I always mispronounce his name, Sham, 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 yeah. He, he'll go up and it'll just be like that's how he feels and he doesn't care if you're laughing or not that's yeah. just that's it it's that's true. how he is now yeah. whether he's like that off stage who the fuck knows it's often yeah, it is authentic you know? well I mean he's the nicest person off stage so he's not that's certainly pe- believes but see that's what fucking gets me is that okay whether he's nice or this whole thing of like um, and I brought this up so I'm not getting mad at that point but it's just like this whole thing about what people are like off stage right who gives a fuck right 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 from from, from the audience perspective I know we were kind of just talking about that but like from the audience perspective it's like I don't really care what, what you're like off stage and I think we need to get back to that because, because funny, people are funny. like yeah. mm, what did he let's let's fact check him let's look him up are and we talking like, about Louis C.K.? no, no just in general but we can though yeah. I, I, I I don't think he did anything wrong he asked permission <laughs> You know, I love I mean, how Mason goes to the bathroom. He's he's there peeing, and he's he's like, "Great huh, stream." Having my my dick in my hand makes me think that the guy was like, must "No, be I was I was thinking." No, here's what I was thinking. I was like, "If I go out there and just start jerking off, then it's a problem. But if I go out and I say, Andrew, Nick, can I just whip my dick out and jerk off? If yeah. you guys say yes, we're on. Yeah, but yeah, also, uh, also, but look how cool it is that." Uh, Louis was still able to go fill a theater and film a special on his own out of his own pocket and put it out on his website. The only way you could see his special is if you paid $8 at his website. I paid so the, that I means paid the $8 I did, and it was we fucking both, great. Dude, we both did. I paid but the $8 I, and I still I had tickets to see, tickets to yeah, see yeah, him yeah. that night and I still paid the $8 and I'm going to go see it when it comes back. Oh, absolutely. But, but what me- I'm saying is just like Enough people don't give that much of a shit, 
And it's like, give the guy a break a little bit. But, yeah, I think he's been punished enough. But this is what it's all going back to what we talked about at the beginning of this episode was... Um, what the fuck were we talking about at the beginning? No, what we're talking about is... About how women aren't funny? Or, no, no, no. How, oh. But like... Jew, how, Jews, <laughs> blacks, what were we talking about? Wall? Latina X. Latina X. <laughs> no, but like that, that goes back to it's like, he's still a comic. Yeah, a right, very, very right. good comic. Yeah, one of the best. And so, did he deserve what happened to him? We all ever. Here's the thing too. Like every everyone deserves everything. They no one deserves anything. Right. That shit happened to him for a, a very specific reason. Whether we know what 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 it was or was not, and he paid his dues, and that's what it is. Yeah, right. they took his show away. They took his spots away. What more do you want? That's so, what I kept saying. Do you want him to kill himself? What do you want? No what the right. fuck do you want? Yeah, no, that would be good actually. Like a really. That would be good. A public hanging. Yeah. A public. No, no, actually, while he's masturbating. Uh, so he's say, hanging so himself. Erotic asphyxiation. I think, jerking off in Times oh, Square. That would have poetic justice. No, 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 no. I think he should have to host a show at the Middle East for another two years. <laughs> well, see now the thing is, the Middle East would be packed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but so here's the thing. My so I uh, let me put it this way. My a lot of my favorite John Mulaney is one of my favorite comedians. Yeah. He's a completely non-problematic person. Um, I have... I don't know about that. (laughs) So far. So far. I have a style... I don't have a style yet. I'm two years in. I can't... You do. But I'm developing a style that's like, if I'm being honest, like you were saying earlier, I don't get a lot out of um, fucked up shit just for fucked up shit's sake. So... Also, you're a clean-cut, handsome young man, and you're well-spoken. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so, sorry, you're a fucking homo. Yeah, the point you I'm have trying a terrible to make. Style, the point stink. I'm trying to make is, I wonder sometimes if this uh, really, really strong pushback will have the opposite effect that it's intended to with people like Louis, who, as you, the point you made about his show is that he never professes to be the pope. He never professes to be the saint or whatever. He talked about how he jerked off in front of people. Right. Has in a, his act. Has in a lot show. of honesty. Oh, he did it in the show, too. Yeah, yeah. It was on FX. Has a lot of honesty about the type of person he is, and it's, even though it's not exactly the same, he's, he's probably a better uh, dad in real life than he tends to be on stage. Or yeah. Any number yeah, of things. Yeah, of course. There's some sense of authenticity. His kids are still alive. Was, the point that I was getting at is, who the fuck? It's none of our fucking business. Sure. Whether he's and that's that the point I'm trying to get at, yeah. is like... When you go, so when you find this and there's no redemption for a guy like that, then what you begin to do is look for it in people that uh, maybe are less honest. Yeah. And then you begin to find it. If you look for it, you're going to find it. Everyone's parents loves the Beatles. John Lennon was fucking recorded in an, in an interview in Playboy saying he used to beat the shit out of his wife and right. torment his kid. Right. And that's what Would I, you want John My Lennon dad always podcast? said the Beatles yes, was fags. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I brought this up is I'm trying to admit that to the two of you on this podcast that I beat the shit out of my wife and torment my child. Hey, as long as you have a tight five. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a tight five and I wrote a song with the same chords as Imagine. There's a difference though. Like, there's a fucking difference. You know, like, I, I you know, Bill Cosby... Is pure evil Rape. and he's fake, and yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit how brilliant his comedy is. So I guess I'm kind of being a hypocrite of what I just said, but like that's fucking evil. I, I genuinely thought you were about to be sure. like, but hey, he was a funny motherfucker. Yeah. Well, he, well, I mean, he, he, <laughs> I don't. I, his comedy does nothing for me. Sure, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So I, you know, it is what it is. Jerry Seinfeld was married to a 17, 16, 17 year old. Like people, people want to be outraged. Bam. People yeah. want to be outraged about the things at the time that are upsetting them. Yeah. That's when people decide to be outraged. People yeah, weren't allowed. Yeah, people like, couldn't be outraged before Facebook. Well, you could if if you were if it was your asshole that was in, that had stuff in it. Like, dude, yeah. th- if you think in the '90s and the early 2000s, no one was getting canceled. And also, the other thing is, rock stars don't get canceled. Only comedians and actors. Yeah, I mean, they're, I don't know, I don't know what it is, and I don't know why. Like, it's a, it's like a DJs get canceled. I've noticed, but that's because DJs are are very farthest one, thing from a real musician. This one goes out to cure Down syndrome. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But no, for real though. Like, 
you know, no one ever goes back and goes, Tommy Lee fucked me and my mother at the same time and then never called me again. I think there's right and there's wrong, and I think that people that are in between the two, and, and if you're not, it's not illegal people, to be a creep. Yeah, and if you're not hurting people, I think when you hurt people, when you do things without their consent, when you take something away from something, like that is a serious thing yeah, that needs needs to be acted on. But all this other stuff, it's just like feel how you want to feel about it. I think I think social media has blown things way out of proportion. Yeah, I, think, I, I heard some number. This might, don't you know? This is not quotable, but like. Twenty-two percent of the United States is on Twitter. Of that twenty-two percent, one percent are focusing on our like inflammatory Who can posts we get in and are perpetuating the left or the right. So not even one percent of the United States is technically on social media as outraged as these like very few people. So all that to say, like that's crazy. It's just like okay, I get I. I want criminals to go to jail. I want people who do dumb shit to learn a lesson. Right. You, and Louis C.K., I think, to land the plane, learned his lesson. I, I agree 100%. No, not until he's erotically asphyxiated in Times Square. What do right. you guys think of, um, and, it, and it didn't register again until I heard it on, uh, you know, on some social media platform, is like the whole females in comedy thing. Like there's... Multiple- I think they don't belong. They need to pack their bags and leave. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get your husband to drive you away from the open mind. <laughs> no, but like I, I, I um, go home, scrub the potatoes, do the dishes. In Ireland, what is it? <laughs> Sorry, that was a uh, uh, that was actually potatoes. a uh, uh, Andy Kaufman reference. I some of my favorite some of my favorite comics are are women. I love Whitney Cummings. Sure. Um, Wong is. Uh, I love Michelle Wolf. Wong's good. Michelle, Michelle Wolf is Wolf hilarious. Is Roseanne Barr is one Miss, of my. Roseanne Barr. Is my, I love this. Yeah, I think women can be funny. No, 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 no. But like, it's this. Whole it's rare, like, but it can happen. But you hear these horror stories. You hear like this horror, horror shit. stories. Yeah. These horrors. <laughs> these goddamn horror stories. Fuck. Finish it's your a, thought. I'm no, sorry. no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I don't know why I'm so serious. No, no, no. Tell me. Tell is me. this too? I feel tell like us more is, horror stories. Did I, you pay or did you kick them out? Well, you know, it was more Whores. of a brothel. It was a. It was an open mic at a brothel. <laughs> open mic at a brothel. That sounds familiar. <laughs> Middle East. Um, uh, I'm never gonna be able to go back there. <laughs> oh yeah. You're getting closer to the more beer you're drinking. You're getting more spot on with yeah, the sound. Yeah, I know. Well, you you gotta wild. wait an hour to get there, but. It'll happen. I don't know. I don't want to be talking out of my ass about shit that I'm... And I think I that's love a lot talking of what's going out of on. my ass. Sure. People talking about, like, huge, like, social... Like, no one really knows how any of this shit works, but because we have a platform to just spout shit off... Who fucking cares? It's like, know? whatever. I don't know. Dude, who cares? I like back in the day when if you had something to say, you had to take an ad out in a paper and mail it in. Back and in then someone day. had to... Well, you know, before that's not what ads are. It's not when you have something to say. It's when you're trying to sell. the fucking what Star Ledger. (laughs) Well, well, wait. When would you? uh, When else would you express your opinion before the internet? Well, see, I'm unsure because I never really had. I guess you'd go out with a bullhorn. I had a lot to say. I had a lot to say, but I just wasn't allowed to say it. Yeah, because children. That's because you were in a cage your whole childhood. In the basement. A gold chain around my neck. With your other twelve brothers and sisters. That's right. And it was the other end of the gold chain was tied to. Rich people call it a crate. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna crate. We're just gonna crate little Jesus. They're they're crate train. They're crate train. And he, he just loves train. his harness when we take him out, dude. Yeah, he I really could, does. I could pee on the edge of that thing and keep it all in the exact same area. Yeah, right. It's so incredible. Because your dad would rub your nose in it if it wasn't any if it was anywhere else. What were your household rules? Uh, don't don't piss house? on that rug. Only on that rug. So many. Dude. <laughs> I had a. Don't kiss your sister on the mouth. Was that a real one? <laughs> For him, maybe. He was homeschooled. What was it like? That's not what homeschooling means. <laughs> That's incest, and that happens in your neck of the woods. <laughs> We're too close to the fucking city, dude. There I is had a rules about going between incest and homeschooling. Uh, <laughs> some parts of the country. I think, I think when you grow up in Boston, you just assume that all of the South is the South. And then you travel down there and you realize it is it is very different. Dude, the fucking thing about There's Boston, some different pockets. when they talk about the South that cracks me the fuck up is how ingrained sport culture is up here that they talk about the Civil War like 
again. We won that. They go, we beat the fuck out of you. And we'll do it again. We beat the we fuck out of you. We whipped your ass. We beat your ass, kid. Yeah, we're 1-0 on the fucking Civil War. <laughs> like, it is. It is. It's disgusting. It's hilarious, dude. We're just like, only because you took our slaves. <laughs> well, you had extra help. I, I feel like I feel like the the South. That's of, I'm, I'm kidding. Gotta <laughs> let me just clarify. You I know with my accent, <laughs> with my accent, I know it sounds bad. It doesn't though. I think I think people when they just yeah, uh, people up here are fucking obsessed with sports, but like they're obsessed with. I and I can't put my finger on it. They're obsessed with it in a different way than people in the South are obsessed with sports. See, we're only obsessed with college sports. Yeah. Also, that's liberals a, are a, racist too. It's a weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Yankees. Yeah, yeah. But it is a weird thing, the, the obsession with college sports, too, yeah. because it seems That's like... all we got. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a pro team in Arkansas. But no, you, got, got you guys have a pro team, right? But sure. He, Panthers are good, but he's he's your guy's guy now. Cam is... I don't is, even... Yeah, yeah. I'm, Charlton Heston? I'm so... I'm so... Football, to me, is my is the least... For me, is the least interesting sport. It's not a real sport. It's not... It's just obnoxious. Soccer. You have these guys, these fucking guys, like, you know... I, I, everything about football bothers me. Everything about it. It's an outdoor sport. I hate outdoor sports. I don't want to get fucking cold. Or what do you like? Curling? I like basketball. Basketball and, you know, and volleyball. You play volleyball. I play, and men's volleyball is outside. Uh, beach volleyball is outside, yes. Men's oh, oh, vo- oh, you're talking about... I you played indoor volleyball. On the basketball court. Shorty. Which is a different kind of wasp. And it's because you burn your knees on the basketball court. Yeah, exactly. It's because I was like, I can't, I, I you know... Dude, volleyball players. Uh, but before we, before we wrap up, you are you're you're t- you're really dark. Is your dad and your mom uh, both? Where are they from? <laughs> he I, says. First of all, first of all, I fucking love how you entered into that because I I never know how to bring that up. It looks like you got a little dash or something. Uh, Middle Eastern and Italian. I'm Lebanese okay, and Italian. Okay, there you there it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Which is, who? Which one's the? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> That's my line. Which one is the... Who, yuck. What was, when what you was, say yuck <laughs> as an adult, it's the funniest shit ever. What's for dinner? We're going to do some scallops wrapped in... Ugh. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, so what, what your dad was... My dad was Lebanese. Your mom? Uh, and my mom is Italian. Italian. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And now are they first generation or from there? No, 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 no. Um, I think like second. So my, my grandfather was... I think like maybe they're second or third generation. They act like first generation. Oh, dude, that's a that's another Yankee thing. Well, I shouldn't say. We've that. talked about this before. That's an East Coast thing, and it, I, yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. Dude, you grow up in the Northeast, especially. If you so go, it's like, okay if you go anywhere near New York. It's like there are fucking countries that you didn't even know existed. That's kind of like yeah, like academia. Yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah. fucking academians. Academia. Those academians are over there fighting with the Lebanians. Lebanians, yeah, Latinx. and then I, you know, I'm an Arkansan, and Bosnia, you know, Herzegovina. Yeah, and you're in North Carolina. He's oh, yeah, fucking uh, those Carolina zales. Dude, but people down in North Carolina will be talk about being Irish all the time. Though. Really? Like, I'm right, Irish, yeah. You know, my great. My great great grandmother's name was Eileen McGillicuddy, so you might say I have a spot. Yeah, in the no one. No Did one you grow up religious? Um, no, uh, my mom. My mom was fantastic because she used to take us to church. So we what? did. But what? then when they started saying like openly homosexuality is a sin, and, and you know all of a sudden my mom's like, "We uh, when get your get your shit. We're getting out of here." Yeah, Dude, that's another thing. <laughs> no I one, know. no, no preacher of mine's gonna tell my kid he can't suck a cock. If my son wants to fuck up the ass, it's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, it, right. it, it was just, and I, and my you know, and my mom is not homophobic, but I know it was just someone telling her something that she wanted to be fuck authority. First of all, your sexuality is your own goddamn business. Yeah, and she's doing the sign. <laughs> get your father, father, I'm disgusted. I'll see you next week, but I'm Father, disgusted. first of all, first of all, we're sitting in the back, in the pews in the back, which is disgusting. <laughs> Clean it up, get a better arrangement up front. Listen, I'll give you my I'll give you my housemaid's number. Second her of name's all, her name's Iglesias. Yeah. She'll do wonders for you. Also, I cut exactly a guy's that. hair. I cut a guy's hair. He's a lovely gay dude. He's a lovely gay dude from Gabriel? From, yeah, I cut his hair every week. So Nicholas, his name was Andrew. He was a little bit of Finocchio, but it's okay. And like all the he had a wonderful brother named Angel. The the old Italian words that aren't actual Italian—that's what you get in the Northeast too. Italian words that aren't Italian. I've met Italian people and people that have visited Italy and learned somewhat of the language, and they're like, 
Yeah, that's not how you say any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I love the confidence with which Italian Americans mispronounce oh, yeah. Italian. Especially from Boston. Nobody does it like them. They yeah. go, I'm going to have a fucking anapas with some mozzarella. A little anapas, a little regard. A shpet, sit down, come on. And, and you're like, I don't think any of that is None actually of <laughs> how they say it in, in Italy. But got, any, got any arugula salad? <laughs> A kind of, a kind of. That was one. It's like anything wrapped in meat. Look, Des is like, I'm fucking done with you cocksuckers. Actually, he's from the south, so he's like, God damn it, you motherfucking Yankees! I'm going to bed. Yeah. Just, Y'all yeah. better be gone when I get up. He's he's, he's turning in. Well, dude, guys, listen to we're friends now. Anywhere you get podcasts, anywhere. Nick Assad. You can follow him on Instagram at. Oh boy. Um, WFN underscore podcast. And his personal on, if he wants to share. TNA underscore show. Big with the underscores. TNA underscore show, WFN underscore podcast. Fuck um, yeah, dude. And, and that's uh, available everywhere, home. right? It's, it's available, available everywhere. On iTunes. I'm subscribed. Uh, and you have YouTube too, right? And I do have YouTube, so you can see me in my. Um, in my apartment, it looks like a West Elm showroom. Fuck yeah! Well, uh, so uh, I guess Andrew's episode will be out soon on your Sometime. on your podcast. Yep, we're gonna have you on soon. Cool. Um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll let everyone know. Just follow me on social. I didn't say see. I'd do it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I, all right, dude. Thanks so much for coming. Yeah, thanks and then, uh, I, I got a, I got a very good song that I, I have. A, I just have a feeling that uh, you're a fan of them. Before we go, though, you can also follow High Noon on Instagram at High Noon underscore pod. Uh, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening and uh, have a little bit of. Bring the motherfucking Wu Tang! Bring the motherfucking Ruckus! Bring the motherfucking Ruckus! Bring the motherfucking Ruckus! Ghost face, catch the blast of a hype burst. My clock burst, leaving a hearse, I did worse. I come rough, jump like an elephant. Your head rush, fly like Egyptian must. 